0: Welcome to Saints Live The Final Whistle. I'm Steve Forbes and Southampton have just played out an entertaining 2-2 draw against Burnley here at St. Mary's in the Premier League. Now here to discuss all the post-match reaction and get their analysis as well. We have ex-Southampton captain Dean Hammond and lead soccer writer for NBC Sport, Joe Prince Wright. Now, guys, I don't know if you see me in my seat. I was getting very animated towards <laughs> the end of that game. Dean, what's your overall thoughts?
1: Me too, Steve. You know, it was, a, it was a brilliant game to watch live. It, it really, really was. It was, it was entertaining. Um, obviously, four goals. Um, I thought Southampton, in parts, were excellent. They really, really were. Just responded brilliantly to, to going a goal down um, and created chances in the first half and finished the first half particularly strong with, you know, the Redmond chance, Liveramento hitting a post, Elanusi hitting a post as well, and then the goal from the set piece really set it up for, a, for a, an entertaining second half credit to Burnley, um, they were better in the second half, tactically I think Sean Geist made a really good change where he put Cornell up front and actually put uh, Dwight McNeil on the wide left which stopped the momentum of Liveramento and stopped that threat really um, but the second goal Southampton 2-1 up and Burnley just scored a, a good time for them and a poor time for Southampton really and just took them a momentum out of the game where Southampton were really on top and I thought they were going to go on and dominate the game and probably go and win a 3-4-1 we we spoke about that when the game was going on, so it was a good game. But there will be some frustration, I think, from Southampton because they were the better team. I think they probably deserved to win. Um, but credit to to Burnley how they came back into the game and um, became more disciplined and structured towards the end, and probably deserved a point in the end because they were they were very good second half.
0: As Dean said there, Joe, a deserved point, and also they could be frustrated. Do you think Southampton will, fl- will feel aggrieved that they didn't get all three?
2: I think so, Steve, yeah. We were all getting into it, weren't we, up here. It was very entertaining, very lively. But I just think some of the old habits defensively from last season maybe slipped back in. Obviously, the first goal switched off uh, from a cross. Second goal was a good strike from Cornet, but um, just kind of caught Alex McCarthy cold there and Bednarak got bullied off the ball a little bit. So, yeah, I think Ralph will be disappointed that some of those defensive areas that they've improved and really worked hard on just came unstuck there today. Uh, But it was a very open game, a lot of chances, and there was that period... Before and after half time, when Saints were rampant, and I'm not sure how Redmond didn't score. Uh, Livermento's shot that hit the post came so close, and there's some really good individual displays. But I think as a team, Saints just weren't as good as they were against Leeds, and there were moments where they were exposed. But both teams went for it, to be fair. It was a much more open, a- attacking, entertaining game than I thought it was going to be. And uh, draw was probably a fair result, but if any team deserved to shade it, it was Saints. So they will be frustrated by that but they're going in the right direction.
0: Well, before we get into today's draw in a little bit more detail, here's how the game panned out courtesy of BBC Radio Solent.
3: The players looking to get back-to-back wins in the Premier League. Finds Loton on the right, early ball in, three header, 1-0 Burnley, and Max Cornet drifted off the left-hand side. Romeo down the right, looks up for a cross into the box, broses the target, but Elianushi wins it. And Nick Pope can only watch as it drifts past his left-hand pose. Walcox in acres of space on the right. Redmond with a great ball finds him. His first touch takes it down, and his second touch puts it wide. And that's a good ball down the right from Livramento. Grosje now stretches his legs, races down the right, cuts inside in the box, trying to twist and turn away from Tarkovsky. Low ball! Oh, my goodness me! Oh, my goodness me! Nathan Redmond has missed from a yard out. Romeo spreads play out to the right, great ball. Here comes Liveramento, turns inside Taylor, left-footed off the post to back out again. Oh, Tino Liveramento. Right-footed out swinger into the six-yard area and it is the equaliser! And Redmond gets his reprieve, Liveramento gets his reprieve because the 18-year-old has his first Premier League goal A header, would you believe it, for the right-back to Diallo. And now Brozier can attack Tarkovsky. 20 yards out, now into the box on the right. Narrow angle! Doesn't matter! Doesn't matter to Armando Brozier! He smashed Southampton into the lead! 2-1 they lead. Solisa up against Wood. Again, the second ball won by Burnley. And then Cornet can wait it on the volley and equalise for Burnley. And he completely catches Alex McCarthy out.
0: Southampton did concede early. It felt like that goal from Cornet came out of nowhere.
1: It did really, and there wasn't much in the game at that point. I think both teams were kind of working their way into into the game. Um, And actually, I I was speaking to to Joe um, while I was watching the game, and I think there was potentially an offside in the first phase. There was an initial cross came in, the ball came back out. I think it was Jack Cork, actually, who potentially could have been offside, and the linesman almost gave the decision but hesitated. The game that the ball developed again, it went wide. It's a brilliant cross. It really, really is. But if you look at it, I think Bednarak and Liveramento um, got caught in two minds. And, and Cornell kind of, it's a good run, got, came in between blindside of Liveramento and needed to just be a little bit more aware, use his body and not allow the, the, the wide player come into that central position to get a good header. But it's a good header. It's a good cross. Um, but Southampton would be disappointed, like Joe's mentioned there. Defensively, they've been very, very good of late with, with clean sheets. Look, um, discipline. The communication between the back four and the uh, the understanding's been very, very good. And that was just a, a lapse of concentration, I think, and probably the only mistake the Liveramento made all, all game because I thought again he was exceptional. You know, he's for such a young man. He's a he's a real talent and was such a threat going forward. And from that point. Um, Defensively, he was very, very good as well. So he was brilliant. But, yeah, I think if he looks at that and analyses it, he'll be disappointed. But that's part of his development. That's where he'll learn. That's where we'll become an even better player. Um, But, yeah, it was probably... I wouldn't say it was against a runner play, but it was pretty even at that point and a goal out of nothing, really, which Southampton will look at and probably be a little bit disappointed with.
0: Well, Joe, like, we didn't really create many chances for about 30 minutes in that first mm. half. And then all of a sudden, 10 minutes of just bombarding Burnley. You had Elianusi and Livermento hitting the post and then Redmond somehow putting wide. Um, what did you make of that period?
2: It was incredible. I mean, the noise here at St Mary's, the fans were right behind the team. they were just building momentum, attack after attack, wave after wave. And as Dean mentioned there, a lot of it was coming down the right with Theo tucking inside and then Livermento just... Flying on the outside. I mean, his shot had that, it hit the inside of the post and come out. I, I don't know. Nathan Redmond. I want to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt that the ball was flashed over quite quickly to him at the back post, but it's still he should, he'll be disappointed that he didn't finish that. So yeah, that, again, when we look back at the game, we'll see that there was a lot of great chances that Saints uh, created when they were on top, but just didn't quite take as many as they should have done, and that, that was the difference today. But again, in stages today, Southampton were very, very good. Uh, and we'll be feeling a bit disappointed that they didn't get all three points. I think that's just a lingering feeling there that Ralph and the team will have that. Yes, we played well for about 45 minutes to 60 minutes of that game, but the other 30 Burnley were dangerous. And yeah, they just got to string that 90 minute performance together.
0: We'll, we'll get to the Southampton equalizer now, Dean. Saints had a few set pieces that weren't, shall we say, great, but it was a very good ball to tee up Livermento for the equalizer.
1: Well, it was a brilliant ball, and, and full credit to, to Nathan Redmond, really, because it wasn't too, it wasn't, you know, he just missed that opportunity a few moments before, so that would have been playing on his mind, I'm for sure. Um, but yeah, it was a really, really good delivery, and it was a it was an excellent run from Liveramento, kind of unspotted, really. He comes round the back, and it's it's a good header uh, from from himself, good power on target, um, and what Southampton really, really deserved because from. They had a, probably a 20-minute period towards the end of the, the first half where they were exceptional. Um, Burnley really didn't know how to deal with the forward play. Um, Joe's mentioned the opportunity for Redmond, Liv Rimento hitting the post. Elanousi getting into good positions. Brower had a few chances blocked. So there was real momentum and real quality in the, the attacking phases. Um, but probably the hardest chance Southampton took, um, which was kind of the story of the game, really. Um, but, yeah, I think... It's a real credit to Southampton because I think we've, we've said on the show a couple of times they need to create a little bit more, create um, opportunities. We mentioned Adam Armstrong not really getting those opportunities, but today they did create You know, four at, in the first half and probably deserve to go in the lead at, at half-time. But it's a good header and it was good to see Liveramento score as well because, like I say, he'll be disappointed from the Burnley's first goal and he had an exceptional game.
0: Joe, Dean's been singing Livermento's praises, how impressed he's been with him. We heard the fans, Tino, Tino, all throughout the game. What did you make of his performance today?
2: Yeah, it was tough not to join in with them, to be honest. He was I that good. I thought they were singing Dean <laughs> <laughs> stood up and applauded them. <laughs> yeah, it, it was unbelievable, wasn't it, the reaction he got. And just, yeah, he, he was my man of the match by a country mile. I mean, week in, week out, he just goes to new levels. Yes, I, he'll learn a lot defensively from that first goal where he just got wrong side, right, Dean, just switched off. But he's so young especially defensively, that that will come over the years. will develop that part of his game. But Dean and I were chatting. The sky's the limit for him. And it was great to see him feeding off the energy. You felt like every time he surged forward and the the crowd urged him on, it just gave him more confidence to try shots, put the ball into the the right areas. And and great finish as well. So Livermento, yeah, he's the fans' favorite my favourite. I think he is, yeah, a Saints legend in the making, he really is. But I think as well, I mean, second
1: half, watching it from a high is a lot easier than playing the game, yeah, but he was on a lot more in the second half. That diagonal pass that was so uh, worked so well first half was, was on yeah. in the second half. He was a little bit ignored, which was was interesting, but again that's part of his development, you know, for him to demand the ball. When he's in that position, let the players know, I want the ball, I'm a threat. But Dwight McNeil did a good, a good uh, marking job on him in the second half to really prevent that. Um, fret, but, yeah, he was very, very good. When he did have the ball, he's such a fret And he's so quick. He really is. And I think there's even more to come from him.
0: I think you're right. I think we'll be seeing more Libermento 21 shirts dotted around no, St Mary's definitely. as well in the coming months. Uh, Dean, talk us through Southampton's second goal. Because it seemed like Burnley had it at the back. And then 10 seconds later, it was in the back of their net.
1: Yeah, they had comfortable possession. Uh, I think the centre-half, I can't remember which one it was, tried to play out a, a ball into midfield, which wasn't really on. And the most impressive part that Diallo plays a first-time ball because your normal instinct there is to have a touch, a touch, analyse what's on and then play. But he was aware, he saw that Broa was through on goal. It's a good, good pass, good way to pass. And Broa, you know, we spoke before the game, he's quite single-minded when he gets in those positions. He's, He's confident, I wouldn't say he's arrogant, and I don't think there was anything else on his mind. You know, he got the ball. We, talked, did he ta- we thought oh, he might have taken an extra touch, taking it too far, but it's, it's a brilliant finish. And I have to mention, I feel Walcott's run as well. He starts on the outside, then he comes on the inside to kind of distract the defenders, but it's a really, really good finish. And That's two Premier League starts and, and two goals. So again, for such a young man, he's very, very impressive. He leads the line very, very well. He's quick. Um, like we see, you can see he can finish. So again, uh, another good signing, and credit to the manager and credit to... The recruitment at the football club because they're bringing good players into into the into the football club at the
2: moment. He's such a handful as well. I don't think Burnley knew what to do with him. He's running in behind and yeah. just holding the ball up so well. And yeah, he's he's an incredible talent. Again, another young player, and uh, I think another fan's favourite. So definitely, really, really good leading the line today.
0: Definitely. but well, it didn't take long for Burnley to get their equaliser, though. Joe Maxwell Cornet again with a snapshot. Felt like it just caught McCarthy off guard.
2: It did, he took it so early, uh, obviously Bednarak kind of got out-muscled there on the initial ball over the top, so they'll be disappointed with that, but yeah, it, sometimes you just have to hold your hands up right Dean and say it was a good strike and he caught him off guard, but yeah, it, it was a really good finish, but I still think there's some work Saints could do defensively on that. Um, but. Maxwell Cornet, I mean, great player, surprised, many many people were pretty surprised that he, he turned up at Burnley from Lyon, so yeah. it's a really good sign now. Dean, I know you were very impressed with him and he had a good battle against Livermento down that flank as well. He did, he really
1: did and the second goal was very, very impressive, you know, he, he kind of like, almost he had it on his mind as soon as the ball bounced that he was going to strike it and like Joe mentioned, McCarthy just couldn't get his feet set, he couldn't move his feet and it, it's a really good finish, but I think Chris Wood's second half was better. You know, physically against Salisu and Bednarat, he gave them real problems. Salisu a couple of times was trying to be over-aggressive and Chris Wood is, is a big, big striker and was holding off and didn't do anything amazing. He's not like anything stood up, but when the ball came into him, he was chesting it down. He was winning more headers. So Burnley were just more effective um, second half, but Cornell, you know, really, really good finish with his left foot and, you know, that's I think he's Himself has only started three or four games for Burnley. I think that's his third goal of the season, so it looks like a really good signing.
0: Yeah, definitely, Dean. You mentioned a bit earlier that Southampton will be frustrated, although it's a deserved point. What do you think the mood's going to be like now in that dressing room?
1: Frustration. I don't think there'll be disappointment as in the performance. Uh, I think there'll be disappointment in the result. Uh, maybe the the goals, like we mentioned, the goals conceded and the timing of the second goal, because I thought Southampton had real momentum. Then and we're going to go on and win the game. Um, but it's a young squad. It really is. We've talked about that. And the way that the team are playing with the energy they play, the amount of chances they're creating now and the way they're playing the game, I think it's so impressive. You know, they're trying things. I, I watched it from the goal kicks. You know, it's it's the, the centre-half rolling the ball to the keeper to then get it again. It's very, very different. Second half we saw with uh, Romeo goes kind of into the almost as a more of a centre-half to yeah. get the ball to run into midfield. So there's real development and real progress, and it's, it's interesting to watch the team. I think they're playing very, very well. But, again, there's this, this group of fixtures is really, really important. Me and Joe were talking about it, picking up three points because there's some difficult games coming up. Um, so it's really, really important. But they started that well. A win last week, a point today, could have been free. So there'll be some frustrations, but there has to be some positives in terms of the performances. And and four points out of two games is not too bad.
0: Well, Dean mentions the game's coming up, Joe. What does this point mean in the grand scheme of things? Because it's now a result that leaves us 16th in the league.
2: Obviously, a win would be much better. And I think that a lot of fans will be going home just thinking, what if tonight? But yeah, Watford, Villa, Norwich coming up, those are the next three games you're really looking at two wins uh, minimum from those games so it's put a little bit of extra pressure I think on Southampton after getting that draw today so yeah in the grand scheme of things I think at the end of the season Burnley are are a tough team to play against difficult they changed their styles up we were saying that from from last season They're, they're more adventurous they made it a more attacking entertaining game but I think for Saints now they'll they need to kick on again they need to as Dean said Four points isn't a bad return from those two home games. You probably would have thought maybe draw at home against Leeds, beat Burnley. So they've done the opposite. But now against Watford, Villa and Norwich, they really have to kick on. And some of those young players, they learned some valuable lessons today. Broa, his confidence is just sky high at the moment. Liveramento, defensively, will, will get better. And going forward, we know how good he is. So, yeah, Diallo, again, I thought was very good as well. But as long as they can clean up those defensive errors, I think moving forward the next three games, really good opportunity to put some more points on the board because there's some tough games coming up before Christmas as well, um, so need to start building the, that momentum and getting points as quick as possible.
0: Right, let's hear from Ralph Hassan Hasenhutl now, here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game.
1: Yeah, good first half, very good first half, with a lot of chances for our side and finally only, only scored once, uh, a good first ten minutes from the second half where we come out very good, I think very sharp, but then lost a little bit because of the equaliser, uh, yeah, the the track and and finally in the second half they had more chances and so, so the draw in the end was a deserved result I think was the key to perhaps just stay in front a little bit longer that would have given you more of a foothold in the game against this, this team they never give up they have always a good mentality it's always tough against them they play along with long balls and there's always a threat and they're falling down there and we know this this is tough to defend some moments uh, um, When you're not really 100% uh, there, then you you concede immediately a goal, and there's always a threat, so in the end, uh, take the point and keep on going.
0: Yeah, well, let's address the next two games, the immediate fixtures. On Tuesday, it's Chelsea in the EFL Cup, and then it's Watford next Saturday, who today be Everton 5-2. So, not easy games either of those, Dean, are they?
1: They're really not, and, and Watford, their season's been pretty hit and miss. You know, Claudio Ranieri has come into the club. I've worked under Claudio. He's a good manager. He is. You know, the first game against Liverpool, they got taught a lesson, but they've reacted really, really well today and go away Everton to, to win 5-2, I think I believe it was, was, was a brilliant result. But, you know, the Chelsea game on Tuesday, I think it, it's a good time because it allows the manager to get some more minutes into players. We saw Stuart Armstrong come on today and for him to work on his condition and fitness will be brilliant Shea Adams again has just turned, returned from a, a little bit of an injury um, I think after the game on Tuesday James Waprowse can come back in next weekend so the, the squad gets even stronger um, and the, the game against Chelsea no one really expects Southampton to win but you know, a couple of weeks ago they gave Chelsea a really, really good game and, and you know, always performed pretty well against Chelsea so there's an opportunity there in the Cup and we saw what a cup run can do like it did last season so they're always important Um, but I think the most important game is the Watford game um, next week and I fancy Southampton, you know, Watford are indifferent, you know, they've had a brilliant result, so hopefully Southampton can go there, play like they have with that high energy, that confidence and they'll give Watford a really good game.
0: Joe, will Ralph see the Chelsea game as maybe a a free hit ahead of a, a Watford game which we're saying is crucial?
2: I think so. Like Dean summed it up perfectly there. Chance to get Shay Adams, Adam Armstrong, Stuart Armstrong minutes under the belt. Obviously, Brola can't play because he's on loan from Chelsea. So, yeah, it's going to be about finding that right balance a mixture of, of giving it a real good go because there's a great opportunity there to get into the last eight uh, of the Cup. And Chelsea have had some attacking injuries. Werner and Lukaku going down recently. So, they, they may not play the likes of Havertz or Hudson-Odoi or others. So, I think there's an opportunity there for Saints to go and build momentum. But... Like Dean said, the most important game is Watford next weekend, and if Saints can come away from that with a victory, then that is a big big statement, I think, for this young team that they've learned from games like today, and then they can kick on and make, make it count in the important areas. Defensively, be more solid, and then like we said, they could have scored four or five today, so have to be a bit more clinical when they do get the chances.
0: Great stuff. Well, Joe, Dean, thank you so much for joining us again on the final whistle. So Southampton earn a deserved point here at St Mary's against Burnley in a 2-2 draw. Next up, it's Chelsea in the EFL Cup. We won't be with you on that one for Saints Live, but we will for the next game on Saturday against Watford. It's a 3 p.m. kickoff, so Saints Live will be with you from 1.45. Enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll see you then.